Welcome back to the Pass to Patrick podcast. NFL Week 2 is in the books. My record is terrible. Can't wait to talk Week 3 predictions today. Uh, I'm not looking too good with who I chose. A couple of games, a lot of upsets for me, uh, really. Speaking of upsets, we had the Lions upsetting my commanders. Some people chose the Lions, but I didn't. I figured my commanders would show up and do a lot better. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. And the commanders uh, take on kind of a more, you know, dominant team this uh, coming week. They take on the Eagles, and the Eagles looked really good on Monday Night Football. And Jalen Hurts, that guy, I'm impressed with Jalen Hurts. He has shown that he is a gamer, a baller. Uh, He looks way better with his footwork, his mechanics. Everything that Jalen Hurts is doing on the football field, he's gotten better each year. Everything he's doing is just improving and improving and improving more. So his footwork looks better. He's getting the ball down the field. He's pushing the ball down the field more uh, to guys like Devontae Smith. And that, that team is clicking very much so. I am scared for the NFC East. Did not think the Commanders would lose to the Lions, even though Carson Wentz is showing out and he's one of the better quarterbacks in the league this year. I just thought, you know, my Commanders would have an easier time. But it, it is what it is, and they lost, and kudos to the Lions. The Lions are going to scare a lot of teams just because they are such an emotional franchise this year. Dan Campbell has them guys in an emotional state where they are pushing the ball down the field with Jared Goff. Jared Goff looked great, uh, four TDs, had a great QBR. Carson Wentz had a, you know interception, and you know, but he threw three TDs. Jahan Dotson looks like rookie of the year. Got Terry McLaurin. The team is good, but that defense needed to step up. They're having issues stopping people. Now, maybe if we get Chase Young back, we get him healthy, uh, things will turn around. I think we get him back uh, probably middle of the year. So I am hoping that what he does is improve the defense. Even though I don't have full trust in Jack Del Rio, I think Jack Del Rio is capable of running a defense for sure. But I, I, I trust uh, I trust Chase Young a little more <laughs> as a playmaker than some of the other players on that defense. Hopefully we can turn it around. Uh, big surprise loss. I was so surprised that the Steelers lost to the Patriots. Uh, that, that, that Steelers offense, it, Trubisky's running it, but he's running it about as well as we figured Trubisky would run it. Uh, Kenny Pickett, his time is coming. I think Kenny Pickett will start within the next couple weeks. They definitely need to show up and win. And how about Tua? Tua Tungavaola. Dude is looking like next-generation quarterback. Like, this guy, left-handed, throwing the ball, six touchdowns. Uh, now, we got to pump the brakes a little bit on Tua. I'm here, and that's where we're going to start out today. we got to talk about the expectations of Tua. Because Tua, the last two years, hasn't looked like Tua this past Sunday. Okay, he got the ball out quick, he pushed it down the field, he looked really good. But let's put into context a little bit of what he was facing. That Ravens defense was pathetic. That secondary was pathetic. The Ravens defense couldn't keep up with Tua, and that's saying something. Ray Lewis and Ed Reed, they got to show up and, you know, talk to that defense a little bit. Say, what are you doing? Because that pass... You know, defense and rush wasn't getting to Tua. It wasn't working. Uh, Now, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, they got speed. So 
what I think Tua was making throws, okay? But Tua wasn't making amazing throws like a Josh Allen or a Patrick Mahomes. He was, you know, throwing it to them guys and they were running it in. He's got weapons, which is fine. Everybody needs weapons. But we need to pump the brakes on Tua is elite. I need to see a little more before we start awarding these guys trophies of this guy's elite, this guy's an MVP, uh, you know. He threw six touchdowns, which is amazing. We got to pump the brakes. We can't overreact. You see people, Cowboys fans are the perfect example of this, overreacting to Cooper Rush. Okay, Cooper Rush looked good. I'm here to tell you, Cowboys fans, you got a better quarterback in Dak. You just do. People will figure out Cooper Rush, and he will kind of struggle. We saw it with Geno Smith. We saw it with Geno Smith. Now, I'm not comparing Tua to Cooper Rush or Geno Smith, but I'm the metaphor is defenses, they'll take time, they'll watch film, they'll figure you out, they'll figure out what you do well, what you don't do well. So defenses do do that. And Cooper Rush and Geno Smith, they had great first games. Okay, we're going to see what Cooper Rush does in the second game. But they had great first games. And Geno Smith looked great, and then he looked like Geno Smith the next week. Okay? So there's a reason there are backups, and there's a reason that there are starters. And a lot of people forget that. You know, it's even when Ty, Ty, uh, gosh, Taylor Heineke, he, he played. Okay, he was a great backup. He pushed that ball down the field. He looked great. But then, you know, he looked like Taylor Heineke. He, he looked like a guy that <laughs> is a backup. Carson Wentz is at least consistent. Carson Wentz, I, I trust Carson Wentz quite a bit. Carson Wentz had a good QBR, has great stats. I think he's second in passing, third or second in passing uh, this year, so far in yards. So he's doing great. Uh, But there's a reason we have starters and we have bench players and backup quarterbacks. I'm not taking anything away from Tua. I need to see a little more from Tua. I need to see a little more. I need to see what he's capable of. Because he played a Ravens defense, like I said, that wasn't that great. You know, and he's got a challenge this week. He's going up against the Bills and Josh Allen. And I believe Josh Allen and the Bills 100% own that division. The Bills are not getting enough credit. They crushed the Titans 41 to 7. Crushed them. Okay, they crushed them. I don't think, I don't think people are giving the Bills enough credit this season. Josh Allen, yeah, that team's going to run over a lot of teams. I'm picking them to go to the Super Bowl. I, I I have gone back and forth with this. I thought it would be the Chiefs, but I think it's going to be an AFC championship game between between the Chiefs and Bills. And I think the Bills will finally get to a Super Bowl with Josh Allen. And I think they'll win it. Uh, that's who I have for the AFC. I still got the Bucs um, in the NFC. I still got the Bucs. I think, I think Tom Brady will go to his next Super Bowl. I think I don't think he'll win, which is kind of sad, but he'll end his NFL career with seven. And speaking of Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, oh, there was drama that ensued on the field. There was drama that ensued on the field. Mike Evans was suspended. All right, he he got suspended because he went out and took a shot at Lattimore. All right, and there has been history there, and he tried to appeal it, and it didn't get appealed, and he was just doing the right thing. He was defending his quarterback. I I support that one hundred percent. You got to defend that guy. Now Tom Brady. Tom Brady's not happy with the suspension, okay? But Tom Brady's got to understand, he initiated this a little bit. Tom Brady, if anyone was watching the game, Marcus Lamore ran receiver out, 
Tom Brady thought he pushed him out. Uh, everyone was mad. Tom Brady was sprinting down the sideline to yell at the official who didn't throw the flag. Okay, so that's one thing. He was running down the field to just, you know, chew at the official. Hey, that, that's what players do. Go down. On the way there, though, he turns. <laughs> turns to Lattimore, and he says some questionable things uh, to Marshawn Lattimore. And a brawl ensues. Because Brady... He does a lot of talking, and he loves when his team comes in to defend him. And his team, you know, they're like, dang, Tom over there starting something. <laughs> Tom's over there starting something, and now i got to go defend him. So what is his team doing? I'm sure they don't mind. That's their quarterback. Leonard Fournette gets in the face of Marcus Lattimore. And the reason this suspension is justified is because if you watch, if you watch what Mike Evans does, Marshawn Lattimore was standing there, chewing with Leonard Fournette and Tom Brady. But, Mike Evans wanted to see who it was that he was, you know, chewing on. And when Mike Evans saw that it was Lattimore, that's all Mike Evans needed. Mike Evans then ran out on the field, said, forget it. It's game time. That's Lattimore, I'm going after him. That's why the suspension was warranted. There was history there, even if he says there was no history there, there was history there. And I don't blame the NFL. The play, the ball was dead. The play was dead. So no matter how you spin it, it was intentional when the play ended. If the, if this was during the whistle, you know, probably not. A shove wouldn't warrant a suspension if the play was still going on. But he ran from the sideline. I think it's a fair, fair suspension. I I think it is. I he'll serve his one game and that'll be it. Um, but all in all, the Packers go into the Buccaneers. This week, and the, the Buccaneers signed Cole Beasley. They got Scotty Miller, which I, I think it's awesome they got Cole Beasley. That guy can play. I think that'll help Tom Brady a lot. I was actually surprised Cole Beasley was just sitting on his couch at home and not being signed. But this is going to be a very interesting game between the Packers and Buccaneers. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers have been struggling a little bit with those young guys. I haven't been the biggest fan of how Aaron Rodgers has been acting. Um... But I, I I think he's been saying a lot of questionable stuff in interviews and on the Pat McAfee show. But I believe that the Packers will not win against the Buccaneers. I don't have them winning. winning. When I do my uh, predictions later on, I don't have them winning. I think that they're going to they're gonna lose. And I think they're going to regroup. Because what have we seen? Tom Brady has bested Aaron Rodgers. Uh, not only in the playoffs, but last season too. Whenever Aaron Rodgers goes up against Tom Brady, Tom Brady prevails. So I have the Buccaneers winning that game. Uh, I don't think it's a, a big shock to some people. I just don't. But, you know, that's the NFL world. What's going on with the NFL is a lot of stuff. Trey Lance broke his ankle. I Jimmy G's back, which I think is... 49er fans should be happy that Jimmy G is back. This is a good news for Jimmy for Jimmy G and the 49ers fans. Because even though Trey Lance breaking his ankle is terrible, wish a speedy recovery, and he is the future of the 49ers, I think this does impact his career. I think you can't look at him in the future and say, that's our future quarterback. Just because injuries like this tend to keep coming. And the guy didn't play hardly any last year. The year before, this is getting ridiculous with the draft pick. And 49ers fans, even though I, I think... You know, you should be optimistic. 
there's a lot of question marks with Trey Lance. A lot of question marks. We don't know when he's coming back. We don't know. He didn't look the greatest in the games. Okay, now we got to wait a whole nother year to see him. A whole nother year. It's not like he got through half the season and this happened where he got a little taste. We got to wait a whole nother year. And the 49ers, of course, are going to double down and say he's our future because they traded three first rounders away for him, from him or for him, excuse me. So they gave up their future. They gave up everything that they had to get him, to get him. And when you have something like that, an investment that you've put in, you want to see it be profitable. You want to see your investment flourish. But here we go. Jimmy G's back. And it's very hard to win a locker room over. And I think Trey Lance knows this and Jimmy G knows this. And them guys, that locker room is a little older. And you know what they want? They want to win. Okay, George Kittle, he wants to win. You got you got Debo Samuel. You got guys that are in there that are in their prime and they're ready to go. They don't want to have to, you know, take care of a young quarterback for the next, you know, few years till he gets acclimated. What's the point then? So the the Jimmy Garoppolo 49ers are going to be well-led. I think they're going to have a deep playoff run. I, I believe in the 49ers and Jimmy Jimmy G leading them. I think you're in a better position, 49ers fans. I don't think you should be stressing about that. I think you're going to win even more games with Jimmy G. That's what I think. I think you're going to win even more games. So, you, you know, you should be happy. But NFL just it, it keeps giving us more and more content. And it, it's just great to see. Justin Fields and the Bears, they look okay. Not amazing, but, you know, we'll see what happens with them. I, I think it's going to be a very tight race for the Super Bowl. I think the Buccaneers will slightly get in. I think the Bills will get in pretty dominantly. But in the NFC, we've seen this. The NFC is kind of in a mess right now. We don't know who the best is. We, we really don't. I'm going to pick the Buccaneers, but there's a lot of questions with them. So see what happens with the Bucks and Packers this weekend. But all in all, 49ers fans should be happy. All right, I want to move on to this story, and that is Lamar Jackson. And the fact that Lamar Jackson is proving everyone wrong, as he looks like he is going to get a bigger contract if everything plays out right than he would have. I mean, the Ravens, honestly, you screwed up here. You just screwed up here. In his first game, he had a 56.7 completion percentage. His next game, he had a 72.4. He's already got six touchdowns. And you know what? He's got only one interception. He's moving around. He looks great. You screwed up, Ravens. You are going to have to pay Lamar Jackson even more money now. His pass yards, he had 531. All right? He's got that many right now. In that game he had uh, last week against Dolphins, even though they lost, he brought them back close, and he had 318 yards. 21 of 29. All right. His QBR the first week was 60.7. His QBR this past week was 86.0. He's it. He's the future. He's the franchise. Every one of these Ravens fans, every one of them has questions. Oh, we, we don't know. We shouldn't pay him. We don't need to go in. That big of investment, we don't know. He's a running quarterback. He can't pass the ball. Well, he screwed up. I think it's going to cost you, a, you know, probably around ninety thousand more dollars. I think he should even go up because the cap goes up. If I was Lamar Jackson, guess what? I want three hundred thousand guaranteed. Yeah, say it, do it, get your money, get the contract. 
Ravens, if he ends up throwing for 35 touchdowns to 10 picks, you got to give it to him. You just have to. I can th- I think he could throw 40 this year. I think he could prove everyone wrong that he is a pocket passer, that he can move, get around the pocket. He looks great throwing the ball this year. I, he put on some extra weight. I think that's very important since he does run the ball a little more. I am the biggest supporter of giving Lamar Jackson his money. If you were going to, if you were going to give Deshaun Watson, if you were going to give Kyler Murray his money, uh, none of them have been, been MVPs. Give him his money. But Ravens, once again, screwed up when it comes to handling Lamar Jackson. I believe that they have only put him in positions to fail other than his MVP year. They've taken away his receivers. They've wanted him to run the ball. It is his time to get his money. I'd get the deal done right away. From what I've seen, if I was the Ravens, I'd try and just get it done. Give him what he wants. He he called your bluff, Ravens, and he's going to come out on top. You lost. So the Ravens will have to pay Lamar Jackson. They're going to have to fix their defense uh, drastically. Uh, you know, and uh, another thing we learned from this past week, I'm just going to touch on it, Baker Mayfield. Uh, I, I have been a big supporter of Baker Mayfield. I, I think he's a capable quarterback. But he's 0-2. His stats these past two weeks versus Cleveland, 235 yards, 1 TD, 1 interception, 84.6 quarterback rating. Second week against the New York Giants, 145 yards, 1 TD, 0 interceptions, but a 74.6 excuse me, quarterback rating. I'm not impressed with what I've seen with him. And I'm not trying to hate on Baker Mayfield. I'm not getting on the Baker Mayfield hating train, okay? because there is that train. I'm not doing that. I just think what I've seen from Baker, he's an average quarterback. I think people need to understand that. The Browns should have taken any number of other quarterbacks in that draft. He's he is he is average. He can lead a team to the playoffs, but that's about it. He's got a ceiling. He'll hit his ceiling. We don't we don't need to put Baker Mayfield on a pedestal anymore. If he would have come out and he would have you know thrown for I don't know like 400 yards and then 300 his next game, maybe we can start talking a few touchdowns each game. But he's not even on Carson Wentz level. I I believe that. So, Baker Mayfield, all these guys, we're figuring out a lot about our QBs. Um, I love what I'm seeing from Carson Wentz. Geno Smith is not the quarterback we thought. Joe Flacco all of a sudden is having a resurgence, which I think will be short-lived. But, hey, there's one thing. There's one thing that's certain. Tom Brady is still on top. Patrick Mahomes is there with Josh Allen. Those are my top three quarterbacks. So, all right, we need to move on now. We have my past record uh, from this past week, and I'm not a happy and I'm not happy about it. But my current record right now is 19 and 13. I predicted quite a few games wrong. I was shocked with how many upsets happened. I was shocked. I couldn't believe it. But hey, it is what it is. I I was wrong in my predictions. A lot of upsets happened, but you know, who can know? So we're just gonna run through. This coming week, week three, it kicks off tonight. We got a lot of great games to get to, so let's just get to them. Week three, we got the Steelers versus the Browns. I 100% the Steelers come out with the win here, 13-10. They still got Jacoby Bursett doing things there in Cleveland. But I've, I've liked what I've seen from Cleveland, but I think the Steelers do get the slight win uh, tonight, 13-10 on Thursday Night Football. Then next, we got the Bills going up against the Dolphins. Tua threw, we talked about him earlier, he threw six touchdowns to his credit. But this is the Bills, and their defense is better. 
All right, they they got Hyde in the back uh, back end playing, you know, in the backfield on defense. They got a better pass rush. I got the Bills winning 31 to 17 tonight against the Dolphins. Bengals Jets. I was so wrong about the Bengals last week. I thought they would come out and beat the Cowboys after kind of being humiliated on, you know, week 1. They didn't. They lost. Joe Burrow's getting sacked too much. Uh, they need to start protecting him. You put all that money in the offensive line, you're not protecting Joe Burrow. And he might he might have a short career, sadly, if they don't get, get him help. But I believe they bounce back this week because they're playing the Jets. And I think the Joe Flacco experiment is going to run its course. So I got the Bengals winning 21-10. All right, we're moving on. We got the Raiders at Titans. The Raiders have not looked the best. Okay, they, they got Devontae Adams, but... They're not looking the best. Derek Carr isn't looking the best. They got Waller, Darren Waller, but we'll see what happens with them. But this week, I got the Titans beating them. I kind of liked what I saw from the Titans. It wasn't pretty, but they, you know, they're doing better than the Raiders, I think. Saints at Panthers. I got the Saints winning 23-21. The, this Baker Mayfield team is going to start out 0-3. And I, I hate to say it, but the Saints, I think that brawl inspired them a little more with uh, the Buccaneers. I think they're a little more inspired. So I got the Saints winning 23-21. Then we move on to the Ravens versus the Patriots. The Ravens are going to bounce back this week and have a great game, but that's because they're facing the Patriots. And the Patriots have, I, I don't even know, I don't even know what the Patriots have this year. I guess Bill Belichick and his old coaching ways that are going to run its course. I don't see Bill Belichick there in a couple years, three years. I think he'll be gone. So I think the Ravens get the win tonight, 31-21. They have a bounce back game. We have the Lions versus the Vikings. The Lions came out and beat my commanders. Uh, props to them. But the Vikings, Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, they will bounce back. They'll get the win, 28-21 against the Lions. And we got the Eagles coming in and playing the commanders. Now, this is kind of an upset game because a lot of people are going to pick the Eagles here. I, I have a couple upset games this, this coming week in week three. I have my commanders beating the Eagles 23-21. This game is going to be very close. I think the uh, commanders will come out on top, though. I'm picking them as an upset. So going to watch that game very closely. Even though the Eagles have Jalen Hurts and he can move a little more than Carson Wentz, I, I still got my, my commanders winning. All right. Uh, yeah, Commanders winning 23-21. All right, Chiefs. The Chiefs will play the Colts. Chiefs will win. All right, Chiefs are going to start out 3-0. 38-14, got the Chiefs winning. We don't need to talk too much about that. <laughs> All right, Chiefs have looked good. They're just they're the Chiefs. Uh, kind of a boring game, I'm sorry, but we got the Bears and the Texans going up against the Bears. I'm going to give the win here to the Bears, 23-21, another close game. Uh, I just like what I've seen from Justin Fields. I don't really believe in Davis Mills. They've looked okay, but I think the Bears look a little better. So I give the Bears here the win, 23-21. All right, Chargers, Jaguars at Chargers. Um, I, the Colts, for some reason, can't beat the Chargers. I think everyone else can beat the Chargers. Or, I mean, the Jaguars, excuse me. But I don't think the Colts can. So I got the Chargers winning 31-27. I think, you know, Trevor Lawrence, he looks, he looks better this year. I think he can put up more points. But in the end, I got the Chargers winning 31-27. All right, and we, we're moving on. We got the Rams at Cardinals. Kyler Murray looks good. He looks like Kyler Murray. Nothing great. This, this Arizona Cardinals team is going to struggle this year in a very competitive, uh, you know, 
division, it, it, they're going to struggle. They, they got to deal with Jimmy G. You know, I think they, they'll be better than Geno Smith and the Seahawks, but they still got to deal with Jimmy G. They got to deal with Matthew Stafford. And honestly, I got the Rams beating them. No big surprise here. I got the Rams winning 21-13. All right, game of the week. Game of the week people will be watching. Game of the week is Packers versus Buccaneers. And I have the Buccaneers winning 17-14, slightly over the Packers. These two teams have had close games. Tom Brady hasn't looked the greatest. He's looked good. Aaron Rodgers hasn't looked the greatest. He's looked good. But the Bucs will have, you know, a bounce back game. They signed Cole Beasley. I don't know why the Packers didn't sign Cole Beasley. Aaron Rodgers could use the help. Buccaneers win 17-14. Falcons at Seahawks. Falcons win. Like I said, I believe the Geno, <laughs> Geno Smith experiment has ended. Uh, 21-14 Falcons win. I like um, Marcus Mariota. So then we got the 49ers going to Denver. Another upset game. I want to pick Denver. I do. But I really like Jimmy G and the 49ers here. I'm going to take Jimmy G and the 49ers. You know, I, th I think he's back and that team will be inspired to play well. Close game, 23-17, 49ers win. Ending out the week, we got Cowboys at Giants. And this is my division. My division. And I don't like picking either of these teams. But the Cowboys will win this game. I think the Cowboys, look, they got number 11, Micah Parsons. I hate it just as much as every Commanders fan, but they got Micah Parsons, and they are dangerous with Micah Parsons. They got that guy. We don't. That's what every team has to tell uh, tells themselves as they're walking out to play him. So Cowboys beat the Giants 14-10. Close game again. Cooper Rush gets his second win, but I think Cooper Rush struggles a little more, has a couple picks. Those are my week three predictions. We're going to see what happens. All right, time for the next segment. I mean, I dropped out in the fourth grade to run drugs to support my nano. That means you have to know the triumphs and defeats, the epic highs and lows of high school football. And <laughs> we're here with my highs and lows of the week. I loved what I saw from the celebration of the WNBA championship between the Aces and Suns. The Aces came out on top, 78-71. They looked like they were having the time of their life on the parade. Loved every bit of it. <laughs> um, good for them. Congratulations. Can't wait to see uh, their future and if they can repeat next year. But all in all, they looked like uh, they were having a blast. Good for them. Um, and kind of what I didn't like of the week was... Head coach of the Boston Celtics, excuse me, Udoku is facing season-long suspension for relationship with member of franchise staff. So it seems like, you know, the Boston Celtics, one thing after the other, keeps happening with them. They, you know, the, the Kevin Durant drama, they wanted Kevin Durant. I think that's going to hurt Jalen Brown's feelings. I think that that may be kind of a subject that comes up this season if they're not playing well. I think they could blow stuff up there. Honestly, after making the finals, look, they needed to get Kevin Durant. I think they should have made the trade, given everything up. I mean, look, I get it. Kevin Durant is staying in Brooklyn, but he ain't going to be happy there. They're not winning anything there. They should have moved him to Boston, took what they could get. You know, they would have made the, uh, the NBA championship again. But I just don't think they're going to. I don't really 
like the fact that Udoku's having these issues. I think it's going to be a huge distraction uh, for him going into the next NBA year. Wow, just a lot of stories that have been, you know, coming out. <laughs> the The NBA is getting, uh, you know, heated up. We're getting ready to to start the season off. If stuff kicks off next month. Got training camp starting here. Uh, I I want to see LeBron James play before he retires. That's one of my goals. Uh, I think he's going to break Kareem's record this year. It's going to be awesome to see. Can't wait to talk about that when it happens. But all in all, I'm hoping my commanders, I like talking about them at the end of each podcast. I I like what I've seen so far. I think Dotson is going to be the <laughs> the NFL Rookie of the Year just because I, I think you got to give it to him. He has just shown explosiveness. He's shown that he is ready to win. And Jahan Dotson just, you know, Rivera is, you know, he's he's looking at him and giving him praise. But awesome to see that. My commanders coming out on top in the draft, showing that, you know, they put faith in their guys that they draft. And Terry McLaurin was another great pick we had a few years back, and glad we got him signed. Looking forward to when Chase Young comes back because I think that defense, like I said earlier, they're gonna they're gonna definitely benefit from having him. They just are. I, I'd like to see a little, you know, more protection for Carson Wentz. He brought them back. He showed fight. I loved it. They they kind of came back against the Lions. You gotta beat the Lions though. They're the Lions. You gotta beat them. They didn't get it done this week. We go up against the Eagles. I think that'll be a great game that we will win 23-21 like I said so we'll see what happens though hey guys thanks for listening to the podcast this has been Pass It to Patrick uh, subscribe leave a review and follow me on all my social media platforms Instagram Twitter Facebook all that good stuff and uh, let me know what I do right and what I can uh, do better so we'll catch you guys next week